Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And it starts now. everyone welcome back to another exciting episode of the screaming chewy show this is your host screaming chewy and i'd like to welcome a special guest sergeant bogijovic hey serge how you doing today man i'm feeling great to you know be here with you and i'm actually surprised you hit my name almost perfectly thank you man i try man i try really hard not to mess it up <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, like, my real name, I mean, let's say how you can pronounce it really correctly, which is a little bit hard because it's Serbian name. It's, it's Serjan Bogicevic, but my Canadian friends are calling me Serge. Nice. Keep it simple, right? <laughs> Keep it simple. You know, the good thing about my name, which I'm sure my parents didn't think about it, and they gave the name which happens to be a good thing, is that you can translate it to many different languages. So I always say to people, call me however you want. Sergio in English, Sergio in France, Sergio in Spanish, Sergio Italian, Sergio Russian. Man, you choose it. Like, I don't care. Wow. I bet it uh, sounds pretty crazy in French, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> my name is, uh, the, my, my real name is Jesus, but everybody calls me Chewy. So in French, I'm Jesus. Jesus. Uh, I was wondering, man. I was looking like, look at this guy. He's a Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, and it's funny because some people don't believe me. I'll tell some people, yeah, my name's Jesus. It's Jesus. And they're like, your name's not Jesus. It's Jesus. And I'm like, <laughs> it's Jesus in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well... Glad, glad I'm not the only one who has the problem. The people have problem with the name. With the name. Yeah, and I'm so horrible, especially with like names from other countries. Like I'll be like doing an episode, and I'm reading an article about you know like Russian hikers that disappeared, the Daylov Pass incident, and all their names in Russian. Nine people, and I just butcher these names. I'm like so horrible with them. Oh man, I, I, yeah, and I understand. For me, it, it, it is a bit easier because I'm coming to you from Europe, but yeah, I can understand you perfectly. So how is it over there, man? Um, how's the whole situation over there? Oh, you're in uh, Canada, right? Well, no, at this moment, I'm in Costa Rica. I'm stuck here, man. Oh, they shut down the airports and everything? No, it's, it's, it's funny story. So me and my fiance, we decided to quit our jobs and start our own businesses six months ago. And, you know, we and, and because our businesses are online and allow us to work from anywhere in the world and from our laptops. So, you know, we started around with Central America. We, support, we went to El Salvador. We've been there 45 days. Then we come to Costa Rica, originally to be three months. And then we were supposed to be already at this moment in Europe because our wedding was scheduled for April 11th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so it's, it's, it, it, it is a little bit crazy. Because, first of all, we, 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 I didn't actually realize the seriousness of the situation. And I'm like, you know what, this is nothing serious. And it will not be. I have, you know, my own theories about all this stuff. So my girlfriend, she came to me one day, she says, because our flight, it was supposed to be on March 20, 24th. 
And she came to me, she says, Kemi, you know, I have a gut feeling that we need to go earlier. And I'm looking at her, I said, uh, hell no, you're not going to take two extra weeks from me from beaches in Costa Rica to go in the winter in Austria and Germany. Hell no. <laughs> oh. And she's like, come on, you know, this situation is getting crazy. I said, okay, well, you know what, let's, let's figure out what's going on. And for whatever reason, we decided to move our plane seven days earlier, which was in a way was a foolish decision because if you want to move it earlier, you, you move it before, but that was my mistake. The moment we change the ticket, the Trump announces that the United States is closing the borders. And man, I knew immediately now that all the countries are going to follow that. Uh-huh. Yep. Fuck, so man. That, exactly that started happening the next day. Man, and I'm like, oh shit. Now, okay, let's try to change ticket again. Let's try to change like two days from now. So we, play, we pay tickets around $700 from, from San Jose, Costa Rica to Munich in Germany. And then all of a sudden, they don't want to change. They want to charge us a fee, extra $800, which is more than we paid the tickets for oh, both of us. Oh, fuck, man. What the fuck? I'm like, hell no. Like I said, babe, in five days, all is going to be good. You know, like what can happen possibly in five days? Well, lots of things can happen in one day. <laughs> <laughs> So two days later, we supposed to, we were, we were in Puerto Viejo in Costa Rica, which is on the Caribbean side. Panama is only 45 minutes behind us, man. You sit in the bus and you go to Panama. So our visas expired on, on April 4th. Oh. And we were like, okay, we are going to, to San Jose and then we're going to Munich and we'll be stuck in Europe. It's okay. We're coming to San Jose only to find out that Colombia Colombia closed the borders and our flights are going to Colombia. I'm like, oh, okay, doesn't matter. You know, you can't stay positive. Who cares? Let's go somewhere else. Let's go to Panama. My girlfriend, like, okay, let's go to Panama. At least if we go to Panama, we can stay there six months. We'll figure it out. The moment we decide to go to Panama, we find out that Panama closed the borders. Oh my God. Just keep going. I'm like, worse oh, worse. damn. Okay, okay, okay. All is good. All is good. All is good. We wait one day, the next day we decided, okay, you know what, let's have a lunch. We cancel our flight to Europe. We were like, okay, we're going to cancel our flight to Europe because we have to. Let's try something else. Let's go to Nicaragua. We decided to go to Nicaragua. We said, I'm going, I said, I'm going to buy a bus ticket. Man, one hour later, the moment I decided, the Nicaragua closed the borders. Oh, my God. And I'm like this can't be real right and I'm like what the heck is going on so basically what happened in the end we ended up staying in costa rica because the government costa rica automatically extended our visas until the may 17 and so we are for now we are still here you know we follow the situation what's going on around it to be honest i'll tell you one thing right now i have no idea what's going on in the world because I really don't want to fill my mind with all this negative trash and it's easy to get depressed. It's easy to get fearful. So I'm not filling my mind. The only thing that I'm following is, you know, when, when can I go to, to visit my family because I didn't saw my family six years and after six years, I wanted to see them and I can't because of the coronavirus. <laughs> and I had to cancel my wedding. So I just want to get married, man, and enjoy and have my own time. <laughs> Oh my God, man! Everything's just going to shit, man. But you're staying very positive, man. That that's great. I can tell you right now, this might be the best thing ever happened to me personally because for all these ideas, projects that I have to work, and man, I'm telling you, I'm working every day, perhaps fourteen to eighteen hours. I I'm not sure I would have time to do if there was for this so this might be a blessing in disguise you know I, I i train my mind you know to look at opportunities at, at any situation under any circumstances and conditions because i've been through a lot of shit in it i mean basically me and my family survived two wars all the great depressions my home country was all my life in depression mode so you know you learn how to, to balance these things so new or unusual for me that happens man that's crazy and um you're from uh, serbia right yes um, can you talk about how, how it was over there? Uh, I, I've never heard about 
Like I've only heard of Serbia like in the movies. <laughs> well, depending in what sense. If you ask me about economical situations, man, I can tell you right now it's bad. It's basically I have nothing against. I love my, my home country. I left it for my own reasons. How is it right now? I don't even know because I never ever talk with my friends and family about situation over there simply because those are the topics that I'm trying to avoid. But at that time, when I was growing up, it was a hard like everywhere, you know. Maybe around, around 2010-11 was to get, start to get better and I personally has been like, you know, make amazing moves and I started my own business at that time and things were going you know, in the right direction. Later on, I screwed some of the things and uh, I can honestly that I screwed myself and, you know, one day <coughs> I found myself completely broke without anyone, without anything. Uh, six years relationship with my girlfriend at that time completely collapsed, business collapsed. Oh my God. Oh man, all in all. And you know what? I said I have to change something and that was the time and I had to go to Canada to start all over again. And that's it, man. See, uh, you you have the attitude, man. You know how you you, you got to move on, stay positive, and change your attitude. You know. You... Well, I have to, to cor correct you a bit because it wasn't because I had that attitude at that time. It, it was simply because I came to the lowest point in my life. Mm. Basically, man, 2013. It was December. 20, I can't tell you, it was around Christmas and I decided I'm going to kill myself, man. I decided to take, you know, commit a suicide because for me, it wasn't point of living anymore. I was several thousands of dollars in debt. And at that time in Serbia, the average salary was around $350, $400. So can you imagine thousands of dollars in debt? And even if I find the job, it will take me like 20 years to give that back, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, and I, I, I found four jobs jobs and from all four jobs i got fired the next day so oh that's my how bad God. situation was <laughs> and i'm like okay then i'm gonna kill myself and i and i'm you know i'm telling you the most uh easiest and simplest version of this if i tell you the actually serious serious situation you will not believe but you know it's it's in the past but i came to the bridge and i went to the other side of the fence to jump and i didn't want to even tell you know anyone i didn't want to message anyone i thought nobody cares about me anyway so I decided to jump, but man, just before I was looking down there, first of all, I'm looking down there, man, it's so high. And I'm like, if I jump, I'm dead 100%. And I'm telling you right now, I don't want to be misunderstood, but bro, you really need to have a really lots of courage to take your life. Mm -hmm. There's no going back. <laughs> and I'm looking, I said, first of all, uh, I immediately thought I can't do that. You know, I really can't do this. I don't have, uh, <laughs> to say honestly, balls to do it. And at that moment, I had the flashback in my mind, something called a law of attraction, because I heard about that idea a year before this, that situation. And I thought to myself, man, if I can only have some vision, I can actually do something with my life because I'm in the rock bottom anyway. So the only way is up, right? Nice. So so i decided i go back and i decided i'm going to change my life i came home i find the job in a few days after that in a local bar and from the first paycheck i didn't buy bought the bread i bought the book and i decided to devote myself you know to personal growth and development to develop my mind my body and my consciousness interestingly enough 15 days later 10 days later it was january 5th 2014 in uh, the city where I was living, my mom came to visit my sister and the landlord was there with him in the lunch. It was my sister's birthday. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the lunch, man, I got this idea, Canada. And I stood up, I hit the table. And I'm like, in six months, I'm going to Canada. I'm going to change my life. And let me just, tell you this, just I've like never that. been to Canada. I never been to Canada. I don't have anyone in Canada. No family, neither anyone that I know, neither I know somebody that knows somebody. I don't speak English, so I don't know how to say a word in English. I don't know where I'm going, neither what I'm gonna do. I just decided that's my goal. I'm gonna 
you know, devote myself, but in six months. And I don't have a visa to go to Canada. Fast <laughs> forward, June 6, 2014, I need a man. How that happens? Maybe one day I will create a movie to show the miracles that happens along the way. For sure, man. <laughs> Damn, so everything started moving fast for you, huh? Well, yeah. Then I came to Canada and um, I'll tell this story quickly. So just so you can know how life can sometimes be mysterious and, and it can really reward you in the most unexpected ways. So I'm coming to Canada. I'm telling you, this is a true story. I decided to land in Ottawa and I'm going to spend seven days in Ottawa to work on myself, prepare myself mentally, and I'm going to Calgary. The reason why I'm going to Calgary, and this is, believe it or not, you may call me fool and I will completely understand why. Before Canada, the only information I have about the Canada at all was that oil industry is an engine in Alberta. And I was thinking, you know what, I'll find some job in Alberta. I'm going there. And that's it. That's all. I didn't look how, what's the cost of living, how much money I need, nothing. <laughs> I just decided I'm going there. It takes so balls. I'm coming. Oh man, I don't know what if I was brave enough or crazy enough, man. I I I leave that to others to judge to decide. Like seriously, man, to move to another country just like that, you know, you don't know anybody over there. You don't have a job lined up. You just go. That's fucking. That's well, there that's is a, there is a reason. There is a reason because I could have gone anywhere in Europe. I have a family in most countries. But the problem was, if I go anywhere in Europe and I screw up, my, fam my, my dad and mom can come and pick me up, you know, and go bring me back home. So I would be comfortable over there. But in Canada, nobody can come to pick me up. One-way ticket and only like, you know, some money in my pocket. And I, I, I intentionally put myself in a situation where I have to succeed. Smart. So that way it pushes you to succeed, right? You don't have that comfort zone, that cushion to fall back on. You pretty much have to succeed at that point, right? Exactly. Well, I burned the bridges, man. I said, I'm going to burn the bridges and I'm not going back. I, I made such a firm decision that carried such a massive amplitude of energy that I was like, there's no going back, man. That was clear intention behind it. I said, I'm going <laughs> over there. That's it. That's it. I'm not playing around. That's so, so fucking awesome, man. I know, man. So listen to this now. I'm coming to Ottawa, and I bought a bus ticket to Calgary, which was two days ride, because I have to save the money. The bus ticket was $170, and airplane ticket was like $450. So the math is clear. I have time. I can go with the bus two days. Who cares, right? So my bus was on Monday at 7 a.m. I, the, night, the day before my bus, I start to experience fear and I start to shake because now it's real, man. Now this is, the shit is happening, you know. First of all, I don't know where I'm going to take, take go, go to find somewhere to sleep. So I don't speak the, the language. I don't know nothing on English, man. I don't know where I'm going to go to fucking fight job. You know what's going to happen. So I was really afraid, like honestly afraid, like, okay, like what now? No, it was perfect until that moment, but what now? And I was like, you know what? Something is going to happen, man. I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to go back to, to, to present moment. I'm going to meditate. Everything's going to work for me. I know for a fact. I honestly believe that. Well, 10 p.m. that evening. 10 p.m. was in Ottawa. It was 4 a.m. in Serbia. I received a message on Viber from my childhood friend who told me exactly like this, you lucky bastard. I can't believe how fucking, how much luck you have in your life. Your whole life, you have luck, lucky, 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 man. Like the gods love you, man. You, nobody can have this much luck in the life as you do. So I'm reading the message. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, what's going on? And he messaged me like 10 messages in a row. Man, he's hyped. And I can see through messages that the guy is hyped. So finally, the guy messaged me. Listen to this. True story. I, I put this whole story in details in my book. He messaged me like this. I can't believe how fucking lucky you are. 
We found you job in Toronto. Damn. So I'm looking at the message. Wait a second. How the fuck did you find me job in Toronto? I'm from Serbia. Who do you like? These are my best friends, man. And they are all new that I'm going to Canada. So 100% nobody of them know, know anyone. Otherwise, they would tell me, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, bro, I like, come on, man, I don't have time for these jokes. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, bro, I'm serious. We find you jump in Toronto. So I'm calling him immediately. And he's like, bro, it's 4 a.m. I just finished my shift. I'm working the bar. We had some party, blah, blah, blah. I'll give you all the details tomorrow. And he hanged the phone. <laughs> Yo, I want to know. What, what the fuck? And he messaged me again. You lucky bastard. So I'm like, wait a second. The guy is not playing around. So this is now gut feeling. I'm checking immediately on the internet until when the Greyhound bus station works. And it says until 2 a.m. So I'm going, I'm running from my hostel to Greyhound bus station to change my ticket instead of Calgary for Toronto. Not knowing is this guy is bullshitting or playing around with me or not. Oh, fuck, man. So I'm changing tickets and with my bad English, somehow we manage... No, they gave me the Wi-Fi password. I go Google Translate and they manage and they change my ticket, whatever. And I'm coming back to hostel and I'm coming back and in front of hostel I st- I stop and I was like, yo man, like what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like what what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, like, trust yourself, you know, trust yourself. So I'm going to hostel and I try to call my mom and dad. And of course, it's man, like 5 a.m. in the morning, they're sleeping, and I message them, call me immediately when you wake up. Two hours later, so now it's around 1 a.m. in, uh, in, uh, in Ottawa. My dad is messaging me like, son, yo, what's going on? What, what's happening? And so I'm calling him. I couldn't sleep, man. And I said, dad, immediately call Marinkovic, is my childhood friend. And uh, apparently I have a job in Toronto. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to Toronto tomorrow. He's <laughs> like, what? Are you going to Calgary? No, man, I'm going to Toronto. Call Marinko, I'm going tomorrow to Toronto, that's it. He's like, all right, all right, son, you know, don't worry about it, I figure it out. So I, I was still waiting, and maybe like an hour later, my dad is messaging me. Uh, he says, uh, Marinko is still sleeping, I'll let you know. I was like, okay, whatever. So I'm, I'm falling asleep, and I'm waking up at 6 a.m. in the morning, and still I don't see any, don't see any messages. And I'm taking a quick shower, and the bus station is around 20 minutes walk from my hostel. And around 6.30, I'm about to leave, so I'm going to go to catch my bus. And immediately, just a moment, when I'm about to leave the hostel, I received a message from my dad who says, son, don't worry about it. You do have a job in Toronto. Go there. I'll tell you details later. Man, my heart is pumping 200 and, and in second, like nothing in a minute. In second, I'm excited. I'm happy. I have no clue what the fuck is going on. Like, my dad would not play around, right? I trust my dad, man. Like, my body was cool, my dad would not. I'm coming to Toronto. I'm coming to hostel. I'm, I'm coming to hostel, and I'm said to, to the reception guy, Wi-Fi. So I don't know even how to say Wi-Fi. I said Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> so the guy was like, he figured it out, and he... <laughs> Yeah, he was like, what you think? I said, Wi-Fi, man, Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody was there and it's like, internet. I said, yes, internet, man. Like, I was like, kind of mad. Like, how do you fuck up and understand me? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm calling my dad and this is what happened. So earlier that day on Sunday, the day before, my childhood friend and few other of my friends were sitting in the bar and drinking coffee and talking about me and how crazy I was to go to Canada without anyone, without anything, without a job, without the language. And I went as a tourist, so I can't even stay long in Canada. So I have to figure out my permanent <laughs> residence, the other things, man, fuck, fuck shit. Wow. So what happened, there was a guy that was sitting behind them at that time and heard the story and tell to my friends to tell me to go to Toronto and that he'll give me a job. <laughs> Just like that, So huh? that guy is actually, so that guy is uncle of my friends that I used to sit in the same chair 
the same desk in the high school for eight years. Oh. And he lives in Canada for 30 years, 25 or 30 years. And it just happened that he came on vacation in Serbia, in my hometown. And what are the chances that he will be on that day, on that time, on that bar, behind my friends, hear the story and tell everything. And now you tell me that that's not a miracle, man. What the fuck, man? That, that is not a coincidence. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, wow. Man, you call it universe, God, greater mind. Whoever played with this shit, I'm so happy that it was like that. Yes, for sure. Everything lighting up like that, it's not a coincidence. It's, it's definitely yeah. the universe or like you said, God or definitely, yeah. And fast forward, I, I went and I found a job and I was working at his company for all these years. And the, in the end, I started from the bottom, from the scratch. But in the end, I was managing his company. And when I was about to leave Canada, he was like really sad that I, you know, uh, I was, I was like the, the whole, like we have the warehouse, it was construction company. I had like 15 people under myself. It was really like, you know, Damn. it was time for me to move, to move on. Yeah. It's like, and later, of course, I learned the language and uh, I actually, I actually learned the language three years ago, man. Three years ago, I learned the language and I wrote my book um, last year, actually a year and a half ago on English, by the way, which I'm so proud of. And yeah, man, that's that's one of the craziest stories I can tell to anyone, man. Man, you learn fast, bro. Your English is actually pretty good, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate. It. Still, there is a long way, you know, to get there. But let's say from one to ten, it's 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 a good seven. I would give myself a seven right now. Man, my mom's been here from Mexico for like forty years, and she still don't know English. Probably <laughs> because she probably because she doesn't need. And technically, man, I didn't need to learn English in Canada. Because in Canada, there are all, 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 lots of communities over there, and I was surrounded by Serbs, Serbian people, no Serbs, and it, it, it wasn't necessary for me to learn because we had oh. the stores, Serb, Serbian stores, you know, we had people around me, but I needed to learn, obviously. That's awesome. I, I didn't know there. So there's people from all around the world in Canada? Toronto is perhaps the best city in the world I truly honestly believe that not just because of opportunities not just because you know of, of chances and everything the good lifestyle it's just because it's multicultural man people from all over the world living as one in the city and you know I had friends from many different cultures races and I'm really proud of that that's one of the best things ever I love Toronto man that's perhaps that's the best amazing I wish every country was like that <laughs> Well, we are going towards it. You know, people are waking up. People are realizing there's no difference between anyone, which is a foolish fact. Was even in the in the you know in the in the past to believe, mm-hmm. but you know we learn as we as we grow, we evolve as a human species, and I believe that we are more and more coming over there. And you know, people are really waking up. It's only a matter of time, and people are gonna wake up completely and fully. And I'm telling you, the moment we all decide to turn on turn off, sorry, turn off the TV and the radio, the whole planet is going to be much more better and happier place. Trust me. I agree, man. Lots of those, uh, lots of that hate is spread through TV, social media, the internet, you know, and people follow. But man, the problem is um, people don't understand who's controlling the media. Whoever's controlling the media is controlling the narrative. And of course, they're going to put whatever they want. I can talk to you about these things that are going on right now in the world. I'm not saying the virus doesn't exist. I do believe it exists. I believe it's real. But I'm telling you one thing. What's more real and more scary is the fear that people do have. Man, people do want to now come close to each other. We became afraid of each other with social distancing. Mm-hmm. That's all brainwashing, my man. I honestly yep. believe nothing. I, get. I don't want to take anything from anyone. I know some people who know people who die from this. That's all fine. But the problem is the media doesn't tell you the truth. It doesn't tell you what, what they tell you what you what they want you to know and how they can control you. And I personally don't like what's going on right now. They they people I, I really hope that people understood how our freedom can be taken in a, in, a, in a second, man. Yep, yep, and you don't even know it. And you don't even know it. It's really crazy. Like I really hope that people will will, will awake. And to be honest. I have nothing against, I love people from all ages, but I, we need 
millennials and the newer generations like 30 years and under to st stand up mm -hmm. and say man what is this shit this is not what it's supposed to be okay i understand the threat but not a single media told us how to boost the immune system for example what to eat how to exercise more how to get healthier why they don't teach us to to go into deep meditation which is the the the, the, the perhaps the, the only method that you need in your life to boost your immune system and your health overall you know, they just tell you this, you know, BS stuff that's going on, all these things about uh, deaths, about statistics. No, statistics is, statistics is the... <laughs> yep. And then the experts say one thing and this. then they say another thing, you know. But yeah, you're a very smart man and I agree with you. And like you were saying about, you know, they own the media. Sometimes I tell people that and they don't believe me. So I showed them this video of the news and it was different clips from different news stations, different states, right? Mm -hmm. And and they compared them side by side, and they were all saying the exact same words, just changing the name of the state and the channel of the news. But they were saying the same exact thing, all scripted. And I tell people, what does that tell you? You think the news is real, you know? Well, people don't want to believe. There is one reason I believe is that, first of all, they're like, oh, you're not a doctor. Well, I don't have to be a doctor to know many things that you perhaps doesn't know. So first of all, we can't underestimate anyone's knowledge. Yeah, there are some people who are sharing the false information, but you know what? There are people who actually know more about these things. So I had some situations in my life, from my personal examples, when I realized that um, I don't like doctors, men at all. And I have my reasons why. And again, um, you gotta you gotta be so open to actually find out something beyond the media and news. First of all, they say, well, this doctor was on TV. Well, who's paying that doctor? The media house. Who's on the media house? Of course, you're gonna pay him to tell whatever he wants. It's corrupted, man. Very true. Very true. But again, you know, I, I always say like. Um, First of all, before the, the biggest problem that I see at this moment in time is that, and I'm talking about majority of the people is, man, we start to really hate each other, man, because of, the, of the, our um, expression of thoughts and words. I've seen, you, you can't even imagine how many people unfollow me when I've said all these things that I'm saying to you. I've seen people like uh, stop talking to their lifelong friends because of the difference in their thinking about the situation, mm -hmm. which is a sad thing, man. We can disagree and we can have honest conversation in a respectful way. I may disagree with what you say. You may disagree with what I say. It doesn't have to mean we have to be, you know, break the bond between us or to even worse to stop being friends just because we disagree in, in you know, certain opinions. Mm -hmm. everybody has the right to have their own thoughts and opinions and you know it don't have to make you mad like if somebody doesn't agree okay well that's fine you know you believe that and that's okay but like you said you don't have to stop talking to each other <laughs> absolutely absolutely i'm honestly listen i like i said i told you this just because this is the only thing that i know and what i've seen but i personally man i'm just creating content, I'm writing posts, I'm creating videos, I'm writing courses, I'm creating online co coaching groups that I'm really just want to people to prepare in a way. Now is the perfect time for my discourse that I'm doing right now. I have 12 participants, as I said in the beginning, and I was talking with you before we started this show. Man, like, when they finish the course, they will be ready for when the reality hits, man. Because nice. right now, we know there will be consequences because of this. But once you learn and understand that you can really take control over your thoughts and you can create your life from this field of unlimited possibilities once you understand that there is no circumstance or conditions that will screw you i know people who in these situations like this when market is crashing economies are going down man they rising so high they creating businesses they're making lots of money so it's not as bad as people think it is. Hey, 
It's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything With Me podcast, and you're listening to Screaming Chewy Show. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and review the podcast. And of course, enjoy the show. It's just how you think about it, right? You gotta, you want, you could either be positive or negative about it. You know, you create your own reality. Well, it's, it's, it's a, you know, you gotta train your mind. You gotta train your mind to see opportunities when the other people don't see it. And um, so is that what your book is about, about your journey and uh, law of attraction and stuff like that? Well, the, the first book that I wrote is called The Art of Imagination. And uh, yeah, I included one or two chapters, something about the law of attraction, but it's not about that. So what happens, I had this idea, it was July 2018, to write a book. And I heard this voice, write a book. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to write a book. So I sit down, I open my laptop, and I was like, okay, what am I supposed to write about? It? <laughs> <laughs> so nothing coming. Mean. And a few days in a row, I have this thought, write a book, write a book, write a book. And every day, man, I open my laptop, what am I going to write about it? And finally, after like 10 days, I have received like this invisible voice again, who says, write about the imagination. So I was like, okay, what I'm supposed to write about it? And man, the idea came up. So what happened is I sit down and I open my laptop and I envisioned that it in, across my table is sitting 84 old, old me or my future self. Oh. And I'm, ha- I'm having a conversation with my future self and I'm asking him the questions and I ask him all the questions that I need answers and this at that moment that I have. And he's responding to me. Interesting thing happens. So while I was writing, I didn't, I didn't have this knowledge at that time I do have now. It is possible that while I was writing because I get so insp- and, and I wrote the book in about uh, three or four weeks. It took me six weeks total because there was a break where I was, didn't write nothing for two weeks. I had lots of things to do. But when it comes to only writing, I finished my f- full book in one month. I was wow. like so inspired. In one month? Holy crap. Man, I come from a work at 5 p.m., 5, 6 p.m. I start at 7 and I write until 4 a.m. Then I wake up at 4.15 and I go to gym in the morning at 5 and I go to work the next day. And over and over again. I was so inspired. I bet you had so much creativity just built up you know you just had to let it all out right well once you receive the inspiration you don't want to stop because you lose it no so i was writing and interesting thing happens at that time because now i have understanding that because while i was writing and i was in that inspired state and i lose i lose the track of time and space in the moment and my brain literally naturally slow brain waves down whoa and i go into deep alpha and once you go into deep alpha or possibly theta brain wave state that means that the door to your subconscious mind is wide open and you can in some situations even receive these downloads you know from the universal consciousness or from god or from whatever you believe or you just have some ideas and I believe that happened to me because some of the things that I wrote in the book, it's not my words, man. I have no idea where they're coming from. And I used to Google to check that I stole this from somebody. <laughs> uh, could you hold on one second? Did I, did I, I read I, so many books. Did I do something? And I realized this kind of... I, I'm sorry. I got to pee real quick. Uh, could you hold on one second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No I'm worries, sorry. No worries, <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> no. All right, man. My apologies. Uh, go ahead, bro. Damn, I forgot what I said the last. Are oh, you talking about you slowed down your brain waves and you went into yes, alpha? Yes, yes. So, and like I said, like once you went to deep alpha and possibly theta, you know, the door between your conscious mind and subconscious mind is widely open. And uh, that's the time when you can, you know, change some false belief that you have in your, in your subconscious mind, rewrite the character of your life. You can receive some downloads from this universal consciousness. And I think that's what happened to me, you know, and I simply write the book. I have inspiration and whatever happens, happens. And I believe that was my future self who was, you know, talking to me. And I wrote about many, many interesting 
you know, things. I was writing about all this stuff that we all struggle in a daily day-to-day basis with our thoughts, with our words, with our behaviors, you know, with money, with uh, confidence, self-esteem. And I gave many, many practical tools that you can use starting today to change your life. Nice. And um, how, how did you go into alpha? Do you like meditate? Is there certain steps you have to take? Well, that's exactly what my second book is about. It's I'm writing. So what I didn't know in the, on, with my first book, and luckily enough, I know now is that my first book is completely backed uh, by science. Oh. And now I'm writing my second book, which I'm, where, I, where I'm giving all this science evidence about all this stuff that I was writing about it. And in my second book, I put in, I, I'm like, man, it's every day I'm doing researchers, I'm reading articles, watching videos. I was uh, even doing some online, many, many great scientists so I can talk with them about this stuff and they give me this knowledge. And now I'm putting the whole science behind this where I'm talking about how we have been programmed since an early age, what is the difference between conscious subconscious analytical mind about brain and brain waves, heart, how we can put our brain and heart to work in harmony together with our body in order for us to change our beliefs in our life. And I'm talking about specific tools and strategies. I'm talking about the obstacles. I'm giving direct, not clear, clear, direct instructions on daily methods, what you do in the morning, what you do in the evening, what you do throughout the day, on what way it's really like you know practical tools to respond to your question when it comes to alpha and the data brainwave states yes one of the ways you can do eastern meditation there are other ways there are other techniques you can use so what that means is that we actually naturally go into our brainwave states you know to alpha and theta we're going usually at least at least twice a day you know we have delta brainwave state we have uh Theta, alpha, beta, and there is a fifth one, which is called gamma. And um, delta brainwave state, it's uh, that state when we are sleeping, when we fully uh, sleep, in the sleep state. Oh, is that the, like uh, the REM sleep? Well, it, it, it is, in a way, I mean, any sleep. As long as you're not conscious, that's delta. Oh, okay. And yes, then the, let's say like, you know, when you sleep in the, at night, that's delta brainwave state, which means that you just, you know, you're still kind of um, aware because your, your conscious mind is shut down, but your subconscious mind works all day long, 24 seven, 365 days a year. And then when you wake up, you know, that first period in the morning when you just wake up, that groggy period when you're half awake, half asleep, it lasts maybe five minutes. That's theta. Then you kind of get, you know, go to washroom, brush your, teeth, wash your face, and then you're in the alpha, you're kind of still more relaxed. And then like 45 minutes after you wake up, you're okay, you took your coffee, you're ready, you're awake, you're already in beta, which you spend most of your day. And that at evening, it's go vice versa, you're going from beta to alpha to theta to delta. So the point is, what most people don't understand, deep alpha and theta are the brainwave states where you're most open and suggestible to new information. Wow. What that means? It simply means that it simply means that uh, the door between your conscious mind and subconscious mind is wide open and everything you hear, say, or experience goes directly into your subconscious mind in the form of thoughts, in the forms of beliefs, in the forms of, of emotions. So what's going on? What most people do in the first thing in the morning, they wake up and they immediately take to their phones, they look at the social media. And mm-hmm. we can use this particular moment in time and all this negative news is literally are bombarding us with this negative news. So what you do first thing in the morning, you see negative news. You, you read all this trash, where the trash go, trash goes directly into your subconscious mind. Then you wake up and, let's, and then you say, let me feed myself with more negative news. I want more, you know, my body wants more. Now I crave more negative news. Then you watch your negative TV, then you watch the radio, listen to the radio. Then later throughout the day, you find your friend who's complaining because now you love to, to complain as well. You can't wait and we complain together. And that, that evening, instead of just 
go to bed with a peace of mind. Let me watch a little bit more negative trash. So what's going on? You filled your mind when you're most open and suggestible to information with negative trash, but you don't do nothing to clean it. No wonder why people are afraid. No wonder wow. why, people, why people can't change their life, change their negative, negative beliefs, change their habits that are stopping them and sabotaging them, change you know, the way they approach the situations, change the way they think, or change the way they behave, whatever it is. That's why the, the change is so hard because you condition your body. And habit is simply something that you've done so many times that now your body knows to do better than your mind. And basically, you know, uh, you didn't learn how to drive car immediately. You, you needed like some time, you know, to put in the gear, uh, brake, gas, signal left, signal right, blind spot. And then like three or four late weeks later, all of a sudden, man, you don't have to now learn and think about these things. You teach your body, now your body knows you just sit in the car and you drive. You don't even think <laughs> about it anything, right? That's a good way to put it, yeah. Makes sense. So what's going on is that, like I said, alpha and theta means that you are more suggestible to information. And everything, I always say, the most important 10 minutes of your day is the first five minutes in the morning and the last five minutes in the evening. Because whatever you hear in those programmable period is going directly into your subconscious mind. What's happening later, once you have installed the negative belief in your subconscious mind, your body is now looking for evidences through people, through your coworker, to circumstances when you get stuck in traffic to feed itself with all these negative negative patterns so no wonder why people are you know can't change their program because they don't know at first of all that they are running them and they don't even know how to change them nice and and how would you like clean those negative thoughts well there, there is a, there is a many 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 ways you can do this and like i said i literally publish uh uh my lunch my my own eight week online course which you and the people can find on my social media. Now it's, it's not still official because I have to uh, put all together. It will be by the first day of May, but let's say for now, I can tell you like, because we don't, we don't have that much time. I can talk on and on and it really takes a bit explanations so you can understand why you're doing some things. But like I said, you can use this morning and evening time when you're already in that programmable period. So the first thing in the morning, what I'm suggesting to people is to, first of all, first two hours of your day, do not take your phone. Do not turn on TV or your radio. Find something that is really, that can help you to grow and, and, and expand your awareness and consciousness. Usually what I would like people to suggest is to the first thing in the morning, just when they open their eyes, immediately read their goals and dreams. Nice. immediately you want to put it into your subconscious mind and the more you talk about it the more you think about it the more you, you will impress your subconscious mind to find a way to make things work for you so you can do that in the morning and just before you go to sleep so because you are programmable in that in that at that time and or you can simply write down your goals what you want to achieve and record them on your phones and just simply when you wake up immediately put your headphones on and you don't meditate it's not meditation it's not a visualization you don't think about it you just allow the information to go into your subconscious mind what you do in the evening the same thing you put your earphones if you sleep by yourself if you sleep with your partner you can just put your you know you can put even your phone to be going repeat because once you fall asleep your subconscious is still working on and on and whatever your subconscious mind here throughout the night it will be stored there nice that's very smart i love that idea man i'm i'm definitely gonna try that that's one of the ways man of course there are many many other ways there are many tools and techniques that i have developed through through which is not none of these things are mine so it's simply that i use the knowledge that exists for thousands of years and put you know in the in the way that makes the most sense based on science and spirituality because i combine both sides i love science and i love spirituality so you, you have to take both things man yes man and you know just i'm with you on that man i love science and spirituality and like the subconscious mind and 
just the human behavior. I always find that so interesting. Uh, you know, as, as I'm getting older, you know, when I was little, um, I didn't, I didn't really believe in a lot of things, but as I'm getting older and I look back, I'm like, all right, there's way too many coincidences in life. Like something's going on here, you know? Well, let me tell you something. Um, we can be 20, 40, 60, 85 years old, or even on our deathbed, we can die without knowing whose programs, beliefs we have picked up. Wow. That's... So what that means, let me tell you, I'm going to explain to this quickly. What most people don't know, I can ask, let me ask you the question, actually. Mm -hmm. Tell me, you don't have to tell me the memory, just tell me what is, how old you were when you can remember your earliest memory. So you tell me your earliest memory and how old you were. Or better to say, do not tell me what is the memory, just tell me how old you were. My earliest memory. Wow, I have to really go back on that one. You know, just tell me the, how old you were. Don't tell me the memory, just how old. Maybe about four or five, I want to say. Okay, that's usually when most of us have the first memory, five, six, seven years old. So let me ask you the question. What happened before that first memory? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, I'll give you the answer to that. So the first five years, five to seven years of our lives, depends, you know, from person to person, the nature or a God or universe, again, whatever you believe, has created that our minds were completely blank, which means scientists call that, that we were in the, in the hypnagogic trance or state of hypnosis. So in order for us, I, I like to call the personal imagination, imagination state, because in order for us as a children to become the functional member of the family and functional member of the community and society, we need to learn certain you know, words and behaviors from people around us in order so we can you know, learn how to talk, learn how to behave, and basically, we pick it up thoughts, vibrations, words, and behaviors from people around us. So who are the people around us? Mostly our parents, our siblings, our relatives, um, our neighbors, you know, people in our community. So what's going on? And if you remember, I've said that in the, in the state of Theta, you're the most suggestible to information. Theta is also known as a state of hypnosis. So guess what? First five to seven years of your life, you were been, you've been in the state of hypnosis, which means that you, you have been purely subconscious. Whoa. The moment you have the first memory, it basically was the first time when your conscious mind kicked in. So before that, you were subconscious mind, which means that you picked up somebody else's thoughts beliefs and behaviors so that's why kids imitate parents kids are in the imagination state you know me and you can now talk and you have a broom in your house and for you that's just a broom for your for your kid that is three or four years old that can be a machine to fly you know he, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense yeah like he's in he, he's in his own world he doesn't what is it he can fly you know the, the you can you can you can the kid can take the cup from the table and throw it and break it and what happened next dad and mom get a little bit too excited and start screaming at their son because son broke the cup of glass that they're costing them 20 bucks and they're struggling right now with the money so what they said to their, their son they said how can you do such a thing are you stupid do you understand this was 20 bucks you don't have enough money to buy nothing anymore. So what's going on? The child is in imagination state, he's, he's, he's in his own world. He doesn't know what's going on. He didn't do anything bad, but all of a sudden he noticed the mom and dad get too excited. So what is the beliefs or the problems the child receive? I'm stupid. Money is uh, hard to, to earn. There's not enough. That would be fine if the child hear it once. Who knows how many times we hear that? So we became programmed since an early age because people around us didn't think too much about us. 
you know, didn't, didn't think what our wishes, our desires are. And so we picked up all these beliefs that later run in our lives. So that's why we struggle with finances. That's why we struggle in, in relationships. That's why we struggle on a spiritual level, because we have all these self-sabotage and disempowering beliefs that are holding us back. And it takes a great um, amount of energy of your willpower to change that. First of all, we need to recognize that, and most of us never ever recognize that. Wow, man. And that's guess... later in life, what's going on? You struggle with your finances, and you don't know, yeah, you don't know why you're struggling with, but that's why all the healing therapies that people do, it's always take them back to childhood to treat some trauma because that's the programmable period, the time. I don't want to sound, I want to make sure whoever listened to this podcast to not get me wrong. I love my parents. I love people. But it, in a sense, it is true that our family members and people around us have screwed us, not intentionally, completely unconsciously because they didn't know what they're doing. And because somebody did that to them when they were little, they were programmed that way also. Exactly. So uh, I personally, when I found this out, I was so mad and upset and even <laughs> resentful. But the next day I turned back to normal and I was like, you know what, my mom and dad didn't know better, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I went back to my childhood in one of my meditations and I literally have the flashback when I was five years old. And I remember clearly when did I pick the program that I can't earn enough money, that money is hard to earn. But because 1993, that was a war in Yugoslavia back then. And my mom and dad were struggling. They couldn't buy a bread. And I asked my mom to buy me something. And my sister was only six months old. I was five years old, four and a half. And she told me, like, she snapped at me, like, how can you be so selfish? Do you know that we don't have enough? There is not enough money. The life is fucking hard. And I picked up all these beliefs. I Believe it or not, I changed those beliefs recently. Only a couple of months ago. Wow, man. I'm blown away. This is some deep stuff, man. And it all makes sense, too. It's well, it's, it's, it's all in my second book. I put it all together, and which I'm hopefully... Well, I'll think about it when I'm going to publish because I really want to find the publisher or the agent because I really think it's a game changer. It's a, like really something that can help the change, not just one person's life, the whole planet's lives. I fully, fully wholeheartedly believe in that. But if I don't find, I'm going to, you know, do it as I did in my first book. I'm going to self-publish it on Amazon and other platforms because it has to be over there. So your first book is already out? Yes, my first book, The Art of Imagination, is already out. It can be found on Amazon, or you can go simply to my website, www.theartofimagination.info, and order from there. Awesome. And, um, yeah, man, this is very deep stuff. I'm blown away. I can talk all on and on and on. But the good thing is right now, I'm working with people one-on-one because these things, yeah, it's one thing when you read theory, but okay, now come the question, how can I put this into practice? And we're living in the time where it really is not enough to know, you know, to know, just to know. It's important to know how to do some things. I didn't say how to get some things because how you will get something, it's not your business. It's a business of the universe to figure out how your job is to put yourself in the frequency with the universe to come from that field that everything is possible and and that's exactly what i'm teaching people how to get there amazing and uh yeah definitely uh i could see how this could just oh awaken if i might say many people you know because like you were saying first you got to realize how thing how you got programmed or you know once you realize that then it's easier to change your behavior once you understand more. Well, the thing is, you also have to understand that later in life, you also pick some other programs. More or less that the same programs is just said in a different way. And what people don't understand, that once you have a negative belief, it's the same with the positive beliefs as well, uh, is that once you have a negative beliefs, now your body is conditioned to looking for evidence to reaffirm those beliefs over and over again. That's why I say, People love to suffer. 
people love to feel sorry for themselves because that's how they feed themselves. That's what their body needs. You know, mm. you decide, I'm going to stop smoking. And you really decide you wanted to do it. And you stop for two days, three days, six days. And the seven days, your neighbor comes and he says, let's have a coffee. And then he, he takes a cigar and he associates because you love to, to smoke while you're drinking coffee. Then you get tested, tested, tested. And you know, like there are other situations that comes up and people get back to their habits. It's hard to change. Change is really hard. Mm-hmm. Or when people and, quit cigarettes and they're like, oh, I'm too stressed out. I can't quit. It's like, no, I mean, it's almost like you're it's, looking for excuses. Well, it's not about cigarettes, it's about other programs as well. So you have to understand that its environment is the, perhaps the most critical ingredient when it comes to many programs and habits. You need to find the right environment because you can take a good person and put in a bad environment. What's going to happen? He's going to become a bad person. It's the same, <laughs> yeah. vice versa. You can take the bad person. When I say there's no such thing as good or bad, it's just how we behave in certain periods in our lives. Unless the people who doesn't behave according to standards of the, of the community or society, we can call them quote upon bad, but you put in a good environment, he will become good because of the influence that the environment has. Because you got to adapt, right? Basically. And um, so do you know when your second book will be out? Uh, I know I'm going to finish it for sure by the end of this month, man. It's, uh, it's half is done. It will be done by the, by the end of this month. But again, um, I still don't know when because I, I'm trying to find a publisher. I'm going to try to find a publisher, an agent, because I want to do it like a big stuff. Or I'm going to bet on myself again and publish, you know, by myself on Amazon. And, you know, promote it on my own ways, the way I'm doing it. Because I will have a, um, people who follow me in my work, like a couple of hundreds for now. I hope it's going to grow. It will grow from now on as well. But I really can't tell you exactly the time when it's going to happen. I mean, you follow me on Instagram. You can follow my work when <laughs> I will announce definitely that. Yeah, man, for sure. And, um, hey, thank you for being on, man. I, I, man, this, I love this, man. I could talk about this all day, man. I could just sit here and listen to you talk about this. It's, I love it, man. <laughs> well, me too. It's my passion. That's my passion. I love human. I, I love humans more than you can imagine. Then my girlfriend is like, "So what? What, what are you? I'm an alien. What are you talking about? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I'm an alien. I just love humans. I love all people. You know, it doesn't matter for me because I've been through a lot of things in my life, and I remember the times that I was humiliated uh, and people were laughing at me, and you know, I never ever hold any grudge, and I really went over it. And I love people, especially in times like this. I just want to serve, man. That's my passion. That's what I love. There will be some people who will want to hear this. There will be people who will not. That's all, okay? You focus on people who want to change, and I give my all. That's why now I'm working you know, one-on-one with people on a daily basis. I'm all in with you. I'm sharing with you all the knowledge, all the tools. You know exactly what you're doing, why are you doing, and how are you doing it. So there's no play around. That's why I'm, you know, I'm not accepting anyone. we got to really be serious because I don't have time to waste on you if you don't want to commit yourself to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you can't help somebody if they don't want to, if they don't want the help, you know, it, it's up to them. You could open the door, but they have to walk through it, you know? Absolutely. And um, Absolutely. So, I can't walk your shoes. And uh, so your book is called The Art of Imagination? Yes, that's the, 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 my first book, yes. Available on Amazon and any other, or most other platforms, or you could go to www. No. <laughs> It's only on Amazon. It's only on Amazon. Oh, okay. I'm sorry and, about that. But, but the link is that leads to Amazon is also on my website. And I'm suggesting people to go on my website because every chapter from my first book, I put it in the form of a movie, mini movie, which I think I have right now around 15, 20 movies on my website. So they can watch that as well. It's really interesting oh, stuff. That's and very creative. Yeah, man, every chapter from my book is going in the form of a video or of a movie even, you know, power of words and I have the scene when situation in life, a real life situation happens and then you go to lessons, you know, stuff like that. So it's really, really oh, powerful. 
I didn't know about your uh, videos. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. And that's at www.artofimagination.info, right? Uh, Theartofimagination.info. Okay, awesome. And um, thank you for being on. Thanks again, man. And um, yeah, you know, uh, let me know when your second book is out and we could do another episode, man, and continue this. Let me tell you something. Uh, this is my first podcast ever. And I'm so grateful that we found each other. And I'm really happy that because I told, said to my girlfriend, maybe like three or four weeks ago, you know what? I would like to be a special guest on a podcast. I'm going to meditate on that and listen to the universe and it will happen. Guess what? It did happen. <laughs> Law of attraction, man. <laughs> yeah, man, it's... Hey, in a... I really Very funny. So, like I said, it was a pleasure for me to be here. It was absolutely amazing, man. And I, I can't believe it's your first first podcast, man. You you, you do so well. <laughs> well, hey, it, it is what it is. Probably this is probably the beginning, and who knows, man? Uh, I'm looking forward to the next one. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. And um, thank you, man. Um, you have a nice day. You too, as well. It was a pleasure to be with you. A pleasure having you on. Thank you. Peace. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, you can find me at anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. There'll be three options for a monthly subscription. First one, I believe, starts at a dollar a month, yo. Yeah, dollar a month. Yeah, and if you don't want to, that's cool. You can follow me on Facebook and YouTube, Screaming Chewy Show, for some memes, some more videos for episodes, and behind-the-scenes kind of deal, right? You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy, so I should probably change it. But it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace.